0: shalom, a blessed Sabbath day to everyone we gather before our Father in Heaven, Yahuwah, and His beloved Son, Yahusha HaMashiach, to render worship, to render service. It is indeed the last worship service for the year 2023, because tomorrow we will enter the year 2024, which means only one thing, we draw closer and closer to the day when the last trumpet will sound. And we shall receive the promised everlasting life. Of course, this is what we desire. This is what we want. We want when Yahushua comes back to earth, we shall be among those who will receive the promised life everlasting. However, we also know that, that not everyone who wants to be saved will be saved. Not everyone who claims they will be saved will be saved. And the one thing we don't want to experience is to be left behind how sad would that be to be left behind when everyone else will receive the promise of everlasting life and this is why we need to know now before the trumpet sounds that we are among those who shall be truly saved when Yahushua returns this is why we have been studying this series concerning salvation and so we discovered we found out by studying scriptures that those who are confident of salvation are the ones Who, when Yahushua returns, are practicing fervent love, fervent worship, living in holiness and godliness, and engaged in works of faith. Now, today we're going to look at another sign that we must possess. Because when we possess this sign, it is an indication that we will not be disappointed. Instead, we shall be blessed among those who will be saved when Yahushua returns. So what else is another sign that we need to look for. Let's begin our studies in the book of John 15, 8 and 16. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. What also is another sign, about Among those who will receive salvation when our king Yahushua returns. Our king, the one speaking here, says those who bear much fruit are my true disciples. And so a true disciple produces fruit, much fruit and fruit that will last or remain. Because they are true disciples of our king Yahushua. What is the promise of our king to him or to her? Our king says, because you bring glory to the Father, anything you ask from the Father in my name, you shall receive. So even in this life, we are promised the promise of answered prayer. We shall receive the things that we need when we ask the Father. And so if we are going to be answered in our prayers, so much so on the day of the return of our king. So one sign of those who will receive salvation when Yahushua returns are those who bear much fruit. Now, why do those who bear much fruit confident they will receive salvation? Let's read the book of John fifteen five to 7. I am divine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will bear much fruit. For you can do nothing without me. Whoever does not remain in me is thrown out like a branch and dries up. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire where they are burnt. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, then you will ask for anything you wish and you shall have it. Why do those who bear much fruit confident that they will receive life everlasting when Yahusha returns? Our King Yahusha is the one speaking here. And he says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Why does our king say that? Because he wants to emphasize the fact that without him, we can do nothing. You see, when we produce fruit, what does it mean? It means we are connected with or united with our king, Yahusha. Remember, the basis of salvation is not about having your name card The basis of our salvation is having a relationship with who? Our king, Yahusha. It's not about church membership. It's about relationship with the one who's going to provide salvation. None other than our king, Yahusha. However, it's so easy to say, I have that relationship with our king, Yahusha. How many here? If we were to ask you right now, brother, sister, do you have a covenant relationship with Yahusha? Perhaps some of us will say yes, but you know, it's easy to deceive ourselves. Perhaps we think we have a relationship with our king, but what does our king say? And so how can we know if we have a relationship with our king, Yahushua? We produce fruit. Without the fruit, it means there's no relationship. And so if we want to practice our relationship with our king, Yahushua, It should be seen and manifested in the fruit that we produce. This is why we need to always examine ourselves. Isn't this what Apostle Paul said? It's like, for example, if you have a tree and you want to look at the fruit, if the tree does not produce fruit, what could be the problem with the tree? The roots, it's not digging deep enough and it's not getting the proper nutrients. So if there's a problem with the fruit, There's a problem with the roots. And so when we are not producing fruit, we need to deepen our relationship with who? Our King Yahushua. Because unless we enrich our relationship with our King Yahushua, we cannot bear good fruit. Now, what does it mean that we are to produce fruit and that this is a sign that we are going to receive salvation? What fruit is expected from us? Let's read the book of Galatians 5, 22 to 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. What is the fruit that Yahuwah and Yahusha expect all of us to produce in our life? It is the fruit, the fruit of the Holy spirit what's an example of the fruit of the holy spirit there's love right there's joy there's peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control i would ask you brothers and sisters how many of you have experienced love and joy and peace and and patience maybe some of you will kind of raise your hand i felt that before brother I experienced love before and kindness and goodness. I practiced those things. But does it mean that just because we practice these things, that this describes us from time to time? Does it mean it is because of the Holy Spirit's work in us? Not necessarily. You see, there's a different kind of joy, a different kind of love, a different kind of kindness that is the product of the Holy Spirit. For example, when we look at love, You might say, "I I love people. Anyone can love, right? But can you love someone who hates you and is your enemy? See, that makes a big difference, right? If you can love your enemy, it's the work of the Holy Spirit. Anyone can have joy, but can we have joy and experience joy in times of severe trials in our life? That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Anyone can have peace, but can we experience peace? When we're about to enter the operating room and receive some kind of surgery, when we are threatened with danger, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Anyone can experience patience, but can you practice patience when the problem lingers for a long, long time and you are on the brink of hopelessness? That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Anyone can be kind, but can you be kind to someone who's mean to you? Anyone can, do, can be good, but can you be good to those who do wrong against you? Anyone can be faithful, but can you be faithful even to those who betray you? Anyone can be gentle, but can you be gentle with those who are harsh to you, who yell at you? Anyone can practice self-control, but when you're in the midst of temptation, can you still practice self-control? And so these are the themes that the Bible calls the fruit of the holy spirit it gives us the strength to act in godly and holy ways not because of the strength we produce on our own but because of the strength that our father gives us the power of the holy spirit and so if we are not producing this kind of fruit we need to work on our relationship with who our king yahushua so how do we do that how do we enrich our relationship with our King Yahushua. What do we need to prepare so that we can receive the power and the guidance of the Holy Spirit? Ephesians chapter 4, 30 to 32. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own. guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, Harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So how can we enrich our relationship with our King Yahushua so that we can receive the power, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, which is the guarantee, take note, the guarantee that we will be saved on the day of redemption. Apostle Paul says, we have to be careful the way we live. We need to understand something, brethren. How we live our life affects what? Our heart, right? And if our heart's not good, if our heart's not right, how can we receive the power of the Holy Spirit? This is why if we truly want to receive the power of God. We need to prepare the place where we can receive it. We need to cleanse and set apart our heart. How we live determines the condition of our heart. For example, if we have bitterness and rage and anger, if we use harsh words and slander, we engage in evil behavior, what happens to our heart? We kind of close it shut from the Holy Spirit. We bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit. We cannot expect. That if we practice those things that we will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. This is why we need to make sure our heart is well prepared. How can we prepare our heart so that we can receive the Holy Spirit? Bible says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. And then, what do we do? We need to engage in kindness, being tender-hearted, and forgiving one another. Beloved brethren. We're about to say goodbye to this year, 2023, right? And enter into a new year. Maybe there's someone that we need to forgive that we haven't forgiven yet. Maybe you're not even aware of that someone. Why not ask the Father? Father, is there someone I need to forgive that you want me to forgive, but I have not forgiven yet? If there is someone, why not ask the Father, Father, please help me to forgive this person I need to forgive so that my heart can open up and receive the power of your Holy Spirit. Do you think the Father will answer that prayer for you? I think so. What should we remember so that we it will make it easier, not saying easy, but easier to forgive someone who we deem to be unforgivable? The Bible says forgive one another. Just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. You see, when we practice forgiveness, we are living a godly life. And when we practice forgiveness, we practice tenderness, we practice forgiving one another, showing kindness to one another. We create a heart that is sensitive to the power of the Holy Spirit. So we prepare our hearts. What also do we need to prepare? So that we can receive the Holy Spirit's gift. Let's read Romans chapter 8, 5 to 6. Those who were dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who were controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life. And peace. How also can we receive the power of the Holy Spirit? We know we prepare our hearts, but we must also prepare our minds. We need to let the Spirit control our mind. Well, how can we let the Spirit control our mind? By being conscious of what we focus on and think about. Bible says if we think of sinful things, That occupies our mind. What's going to happen to our mind? It will be controlled not by the spirit. But by sinful things. You see we are basically. uh, People who do things. That our mind is thinking. What you think of. That's eventually what you carry out. This is why we have to be careful. About what we think. And so there's this battle in our mind. That is going on. And there's so much information trying to flood our mind, seeking to control it. We need to control what's happening in our mind because that's where the battle really takes place, in the heart and in the mind. So what do we need to think about and focus upon? The things that please the Spirit. What are the things that please the Spirit? The words of God. Do we meditate upon the words of God? Do we meditate? Upon the promises of God. That's one thing we need to place in our minds. What also must be placed in our minds? Because it pleases the spirit. We need to also focus not on life on earth, but also life in heaven. We're not saying that we should not be mindful of the things we need on earth. We need to do that. Otherwise, we will not survive, right? But we need to make our emphasis, our focus... The things in heaven. Do you know who the most pitiable person is, according to Apostle Paul? you know who the most wretched person is, according to Apostle Paul? It is the one whose hope in Christ Yahushua, only their life here on earth. Because that's all they think about. They think all that there is, is life here on earth. But Apostle Paul says no. We were given Yahushua to be our savior because we were made not for earth. We were made to live in heaven. That should be our focus. So when we prepare our minds, we prepare our hearts. We receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What is the importance of receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit? Romans eight fifteen to seventeen. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you receive God's spirit. When he adopted you as his own children, now we call him Abba, Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. What is the significance of receiving the Holy Spirit Bible tells us it is the sign of those who truly are the children of God. If we are children of God, what does that mean? It means we are heirs. We will inherit what the Father wants to give us. What is that everlasting life in his kingdom, in his eternal dwelling place that we call The Holy City. That's our future. That's where we are headed. What guarantees we're going to go there? It is the power of the Holy Spirit. Hopefully we can understand, grasp now, the importance of receiving that Holy Spirit. Because with the Spirit, we have so much to look forward to. And so we're not alarmed when bad things happen upon the earth. We're not alarmed. When we can feel and sense the earth is collapsing, because we know it only means we're getting closer and closer to that day when we will share in the glory of our King Yahushua. But did you notice the last part of our passage? Yes, it's true. We will share in the glory of our King Yahushua. And if we were to ask you, brother, sister, do you want to share in that glory? You'll say, Yes. But there's a fine print. I don't know if you read it. What does it say in the fine print? If you want to share in the glory of our King Yahusha, we, we need to first share in his suffering. There's no getting around to that. <clears throat> if we want to share in his glory, it means we need to first share in his suffering. Without sharing in his suffering, we cannot taste and share in his glory. This is why we cannot avoid We cannot buy back suffering in this life. We're going to taste it. We're going to go through it, whether we like it or not. It's part of the path. It's part of the experience of being a son and daughter of God. Why? Because the greatest son of all, the only beloved son. Who is that? Our King Yahushua. He suffered immensely. If the Son of God, the only begotten, if he had to go through suffering, how much more we? We are required to share in the sufferings of our king because we were baptized into his body. We belong to him. If we want to belong to him, it means we have to share in his suffering. But brethren, there's a happy ending in that path of suffering. It leads to a glory that we cannot even imagine. And so, brethren, let us endure the suffering we're going through. Don't give up because of that suffering. Don't give up because of that trial, or tribulation, or that persecution. What can we rely on? Because we belong to God. that we are his sons and daughters in times of great suffering. Let's read the book of Romans 8, 26 to 28. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together For the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Beloved brethren, are we going through some kind of suffering? Don't be surprised. It's part of our journey. It's part of our experience. But what is the promise for those who were called by Yahuwah Abba? We have the promise that in times of our weakness, the Holy Spirit will help us. This is why we are permitted, allowed, or Yahuwah allows us to experience suffering. Because when we experience suffering, we are learning how to receive the strength that comes from His Spirit. This is why it's important for us to experience from time to time situations in our life when there's nothing we can do. And so we begin to stop striving and we begin to surrender. And say to the Father, there's nothing I can do. If you will not help me now, nothing will happen to me. And it's at that point of being broken. When we say to the to our Abba, I give up. It is at that point of weakness that we receive the help that comes from the Holy Spirit. And so we are taught to trust, not in our own human strength, but in the spirit of Abba. What also is the blessing of suffering in life. It brings us close to our Father. Perhaps some of us have already experienced what it's like to go through so much pain and suffering in life. We don't know what to do. The load is so heavy. The burden is so great. We're so crushed under its weight. We don't know what to think. We don't know what to say. And all we can do is cry. But it's at that point, Apostle Paul says, when we get closer to the Father, because when we reach that point in our life because of great suffering, all we can do is cry. We are left speechless. Our spirit is connecting to the spirit of Abba and the Holy Spirit that is in us. He is the one pleading on our behalf and we de- develop this closeness to our God And we get to know him more and more. And what will Yahuwah do when we go through sufferings in life? Bible says we know God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so we can be confident as we go through suffering, we are not alone. And also we can be confident Whatever we're going through, God will cause to work together for our good. We can trust him. He has helped us before. And so, beloved brethren, as we are about to end this year, 2023, and enter a new year, if we are experiencing any kind of trial, any kind of sorrow in our life, what should be our conviction? What should be our belief? If we are in the middle of great suffering now, let's read the book of Psalm 71, 19 to 21. Your righteousness, O God, reaches to the highest heavens. You have done such wonderful things. Who can compare with you, O God? You have allowed me to suffer much hardship. But you will restore me to life again and lift me up from the depths of the earth You will restore me to even greater honor and comfort me once again. Are you going through much suffering in life? Is the problem that you are enduring lingering way beyond what we thought we are able to endure? Don't give up. Instead, believe whatever we're going through right now is not permanent. The Bible says we will get through it. We will get through it. We will not go over it, not under it, but through it. What is the promise? What is the expectation? What is the conviction of a true son and daughter of Elohim? The Bible says he may suffer hardship, but Yahuwah, will restore to life again. He will lift us up and give us even greater honor and comfort. Isn't this what we experience when we go through something unbearable? Maybe we lose a job, looking for a job for several months and no one seems to be answering our application. Maybe we are experiencing something in our body and test after test, the doctors are saying that you have this severe condition that may be life-threatening. Maybe you have this problem with someone that you love so much and you feel betrayed, no longer loved. You know, you don't know what to do next. When these things happen in our life, at that point, when we are in the midst of it, we say to ourselves, woe is me. But the Bible says you'll come out of it. You're going to come out of it. And once you come out of it, you will be better. Beloved brethren, no one among the people of God who has gone through great suffering and Yahuwah helps them who does not come out better and stronger and wiser. Beloved brethren, let Yahuwah finish his work of restoration in your life. Let him work out his plan because once we come out of the fire, we will be refined in faith. We will become better than we were before. And so what should be our promise to Yahuwah Alba? No matter what we will face in the year to come. Let's read the book of Psalm 71, 14 and 17. But I will come. But I will keep on hoping for your help. I will praise you more and more. I will tell everyone about your righteousness. All day long, I will proclaim your saving power. Though I am not skilled with words. I will praise your mighty deeds. O Sovereign Yahuwah, I will tell everyone that you alone are just. O God, you have taught me from my earliest childhood, and I constantly tell others about the wonderful things you do. What should be our promise to our Father that we should fulfill in our life, not only this year, not only next year, but always in our life? Let us make the promise. No matter what happens, no matter what sorrow Bible says, I will keep hoping for you. The help may not come right away, but it will come. The reason why our father sometimes does not help us right away is because he knows we can still grow. But he's watching us with his eye. He's watching every step we make. And at the right time, he will send his help. And once he helps us, you will know it. And you will be changed. And so no matter what happens, keep hoping for his help. What else? Praise him more and more. Thank him more and more. Tell him and tell others about the wonderful things that he does. Because that's who Yahuwah is. He does wonderful things for us. Many things we're not even aware of. When we get to heaven one day, you will be shocked. About all those times, Yahuwah helped us, and we never even thought about him. He was helping us all along. From the time we were born up until today, he has been helping us so much. The invisible help of God is behind who we are today. And so do not stop praising him. Praise him, especially in times of sorrow. Why? That's when he is glorified the most. Think about it, brethren. When good things happen in our life, we praise him and we thank him. Yes, we glorify him. But when we praise him and thank him and worship him, when we are crushed with problems in life, God has glorified the most. He will not forget us. He will remember us. He will remember his son and his daughter in the break of hopelessness. From his mouth, from her heart, they cry out, Abba, no matter what happens, I will worship you. Like Job who said, Father, even if you slay me, yet will I trust you. Can we do that, beloved brethren? Can we worship Abba? Can we glorify Yahuwah? No matter what happens in our life, that is how we glorify him the most. Glorify him in the midst of your pain and he will restore his people. But before we go ahead and enter the new year, what can we pray? What can we ask from our loving father today? Let's read the final passage of our studies. Psalm 71, O oh Lord, you alone are my hope. I've trusted you, O Yehovah, from childhood. Yes, you have been with me from birth, from my mother's womb. You have cared for me. No wonder I'm always praising you. That is why I can never stop raising you. I declare your glory all day long. And now in my old age, don't set me aside. Don't abandon me when my strength is failing. Now that I am old and gray, do not abandon me, O God. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation, your mighty miracles to all who come after me. As the year comes to a close, a new year takes its place and time marches forward. This year, 2023 passed by like a blur so fast. We get old so fast. And as we get old, we know we become weaker, sometimes sickly, Our hair begins to turn gray, and sometimes when we get older and older, we have many worries in life. What will happen to my health? Who will take care of me? Sometimes in countries, what they do with the elderly is they set them aside, and their children forget about them. They take them to a a care facility. They don't, they're not cared for anymore. They become a burden. Perhaps this is the fear of some of us. Because when we get older, we don't want to be a burden to our loved ones. And when we get sick, we ask ourselves, when will I die? What will happen to me when I die? Beloved brethren, share those fears with our Father. Talk to our God. And pray to him, Father. Now that I am old in my age, don't set me aside. I am old and gray. Do not abandon me. Do not abandon me. When my strength is failing, in a breath, he will never abandon us. Even while in our womb, he was the only one who cared for us, he formed us, he embraced us. Ever since childhood up until now, he's the one working behind the scenes. He loves us and cares for us. And so those who are elderly, you have your children, grandchildren, perhaps even great-grandchildren. We know what we truly want, that everyone in our lineage will receive salvation. Why not ask the Father, give me strength and power? That I may proclaim your miracles and give a testimony for this new generation. May Yahuwah Abba bless all of us with the power of his spirit that we may endure until the end. And when that trumpet sounds, we shall receive the life everlasting promise to each one of us. Let us stand, brethren, and we shall pray. Everlasting Father, most holy. And gracious, Yahuwah, we, your people, in different houses, all across the world at this appointed hour, we have opened our hearts and our minds to you. We have acknowledged you as the one who cares for us. We would not be here today if it were not for you. We would have fallen long ago destroyed by the wickedness of life. If you did not come to rescue us, you used instruments in the past. You used our parents to teach us about the ways and the principles of faith. You opened our eyes to you that we may see you for who you truly are. You are almighty, Yahuwah who has power, who has unlimited ability, yet loves us tenderly, forgiving our sins, showing compassion and mercy. Father, here we are. Some of us are elderly. Some of us are sick. But no matter what happens in our lives, we will never stop raising you. We will worship you. Because we love you so much. You have done so much for us already. But we know you are not yet finished. Soon you will take us into your eternal place. And we will see you face to face. How we long for that day. But as we wait for that day approaching, give us strength now may your spirit be felt by everyone today may we produce the fruit of the holy spirit manifest your strength in our life and as we leave this old year behind this present year of 2023 we ask that you please go with us we cannot continue to live without you Walk with us, hand in hand. Strengthen us, O loving Abba, and bless your people. If there be those among us who have been enduring painful sicknesses from heaven, do not abandon us. Do not abandon us in our old age. Do not set us aside. We can trust you. Heal your people, Father. Heal us of our sicknesses. And strengthen us once again, our King Yahushua. We love you so much. You are our Messiah. A crown of thorns was placed upon your head. You were mocked. You endured all that shame because you love each one of us. You drank from the cup of suffering, that we might drink from the cup of joy. You sacrificed greatly for our sake. How can we betray you? How can we be unfaithful to you? Oh, King of Kings, be with us. Be with our loved ones. Remember them. Teach them to place their trust in you. With us are our children, our parents, our siblings and loved ones. Oh, Christ, Yahushua, dwell in their hearts. Mobilize their being that they will always focus their desires upon you. To long for you forevermore. That we can dwell together with you in the kingdom that is to come. Father, thank you. Guide your people in the year to come. Help us to achieve everything you want us to accomplish the will. O oh Father, may your will be done. On heaven it is in, on, on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Father, for listening to our prayers today, for blessing your people throughout the world. For we ask and beg everything. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen.